Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I'm so honored today to be joined by Vamshi Ambati, PhD founder and CEO of Pradera. I think everybody knows how much I love founders. Welcome, Vamshi. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me on your show. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I love the fact that you are a multi founder. Let's talk a little bit about that and talk a little bit about Pradera, this company that you have founded. Sure. So I've been in the space of AI for about a couple of decades now. I mean, I don't know if you'd want to call me a veteran or some such, but started working in AI 2000s back when it was really not a big deal and, you know, worked primarily in the academic space. So I've got a PhD in the space working on natural language processing you know, building language translation systems as a grad student. And then later, 2011, when I started working in the industry, uh, started with AT&T Labs and then moved to PayPal, where I was leading a data science team, working on real-world use cases. So that's where it was very clear to me how enterprises look at AI and how much value and AI can bring to enterprises. And, you know, that led to me moving to a couple of other startups after and then started Predera as a way to help enterprises build AI solutions at scale. So that's how we started Predera. Well, I started out as a consulting firm called Latent Structure Technologies. And, you know, as we saw the need of productionizing machine learning and how enterprises were, uh, you know, initially building models, but having challenges moving that into production, we went from AI consulting to building a product out of it, which is called AIQ. And we built that out as part of Predera, which started in 2017. It's outstanding. So, you know, Predera really is taking a look at how you could potentially democratize AI. Can you talk about that a little bit? That's such a vision. I love it. Sure. So when companies think about AI, they're first thinking about, okay, let's get a data scientist on board. Let's build our first AI model. And typically, this is, you know, built in research environments or notebooks, which become the main IDEs for data scientists today. So when you build these models in a research environment, it's hard to think about how that actually translates to value and how that moves into a production environment, how that actually integrates with, you know, the downstream applications that are built inside the enterprises. So this is where, you know, taking models to production has become a big challenge and everyone has different numbers, but people say about 80% of the models don't get productionized or are very hard to productionize. And so the true value of AI has not been realized is what we believe. So with Predera, what we're trying to do is, you know, how can we make it really simple and easy to take models into production and manage them as well? Because taking models into production is the first step. And then the second is, you know, how do you actually manage, update, you know, keep track of the predictions that are happening over there? And how do you scorecard them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, how do you switch between models? How do you sort of retire old models, bring in new models, et cetera? So all of that governance aspect that comes with it is also the reason that, you know, enterprises are not fully realizing the value of AI today. 
So I think our aim is to, you know, help data scientists to really democratize AI, which in an end-to-end perspective, not just building the models, but taking that to production and managing them as well. Well, you know, I love what Pradera is doing and our collaboration has been multi-year, but can you talk about the collaboration with Intel? Sure. So, you know, just stepping back on, you know, the whole, you know, how we got here in terms of AI becoming the hottest technology of this decade, you know, it didn't start that way, right? So several decades ago, when people thought about AI, it was the most sort of expensive thing to build because, you know, huge data requirements, huge compute requirements, etc. And so, when compute became cheaper and folks like Intel, et cetera, have really spent a lot of time you know, providing compute at scale, this is sort of what has opened up AI to what it is today, which is you, know, you can crunch lots of data at high speed and sort of churn out models at unprecedented scale. So when we started looking at AI, I think this is a problem that is across enterprises. So when you're building models, it takes you know hours together, and so the pace of innovation is slowed down because of you know the overall lack of compute or you know lack of infrastructure that speeds things up for these enterprises. So when you look at AI, we've been building. Yeah, no, the broadly enterprise AI falls into, you know, whether it's a classification algorithm or a regression algorithm or a deep learning algorithm or a natural language processing algorithm or a vision algorithm, et cetera. Over the last year, we've worked with Intel to pretty much make a breakthrough in all these areas. So we've worked with Intel in expediting our classification algorithms using some of the XGBoost, et cetera, speed ups that you guys have provided with your libraries. Then we've also brought the speed up to some of the forecasting algorithms, which are a bit more on the time series side of things. We've also recently made a 50% reduction in terms of time training a very large NLP model as well, a natural language processing model. So we've collaborated with Intel on all these fronts and definitely seeing good value overall in terms of the reduction of time to train these models, as well as the speed boost that we're getting in terms of you know, when we deploy these models live and making these inferences in the real world. I'd love to hear that. And I'd love to hear about the collaboration. I'm so excited, Vamshi, that we've been able to do this together. And one of the things that really excites me about Pradera and the future of AIQ is that you're really focused on reducing the need for GPUs. Can you talk about how you've used the One API AI Analytics Toolkit to help you do that? So, you know, it comes from a need. We are trying to reduce the cost of building AI for our customers. And so part of that is not really just, you know, reducing the cost of the compute, running things faster, running things in less than an hour when it takes two hours for them to run, clearly brings in cost savings. But at the same time, what we realize is a couple of things. GPUs are expensive at the end of the day. And you know if we can reduce that and sort of bring the speed up with the CPUs, which already are things that are available on the cloud and enterprises have access to them, they have enough CPU cycles available, either in their data centers or in the public cloud, so we are trying to see if, you know, in most cases, if we could optimize for the CPU, we are going with it. And then in case of GPUs, there are definitely some models that we use GPUs for, especially in the training side of things. And in those cases, we are actually relying on GPUs. But by and large, 
you know, just the cost reduction that we can get from efficiently leveraging the CPUs is something that we've got out of this particular collaboration. So, Vamshi, for our listeners, can you help them understand why are ML models so important to be done to eliminate the need for human talent gap? But why do projects fail and what has Predera done to eliminate, I believe it's 87% is the number of AI projects that fail, is the number that Gartner is quoting out there in the industry. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there are multiple reasons, you know, AI projects fail and things have evolved over a period of time. Like, you know, in 2015, when projects fail, I think the number one reason that was provided was, you know, lack of AI talent because there's still there's a huge gap in terms of what the industry needs, especially if we subscribe to the thesis that, you know, AI is going to be part and parcel of our lives as we go forward. And the number of models that need to be built or need to be productionized are going to be just increasing day on day. Then we just don't have the right talent to build these models, put them in production, as well as manage them when things go wrong, right? So most of you know the innovation that has happened in this space is about you know how do we reduce the need for data scientists or when a data scientist has to collaborate with five or six other teams like the data engineering team the it ops or the devops team etc there is time lost in between these collaborations and lost in translation etc so providing a seamless environment and a seamless platform to go from a model to production to managing the model and updating and refreshing the model immediately cuts down you know both these interactions and collaborations between the teams as well as you know this automation and the effect of being able to achieve more with fewer people you know immediately enables enterprises to try out new things and embrace ai and adopt much faster so that's been one of the primary things you know Back in the day when an enterprise wanted to embrace AI, it's just not enough talent. And so these tools, especially companies like ours, enable this sort of an automation in the AI space, which is going to be huge for companies to embrace that. And then the second now, why what we're seeing in 2022, why these AI projects are failing is, you know, of the, you know, if, let's say we take the 87%, the 13% of companies which are successfully putting AI projects in production Still, some of that or a significant portion of that is failing because they're not being efficient managing these models. The models are in production, they become stale, you know, data changes over time, business requirements change over time, and the models don't adapt to that. So a model that is, you know, what I famously tell my teams is, you know, the day you put a model in production is the day it starts deteriorating because you put your best model in production but then, you know, from there on, things change and then models are not going to be the best models going forward. So they need to be updated and managed. And that's what we're seeing today where, you know, companies which roll out their first model into production are still going to have to rely on tools or people to manage these models efficiently. And that's where we are positioned well to help companies. So where can our listeners find out more about Predera? I think the best place for knowing more about our company is our website, predera.com, P-R-E-D-E-R-A.com. We also are active on LinkedIn, probably not on the other social media places, but definitely active on LinkedIn as well. So definitely encourage folks to check us out there. So, Vamshi, 
There's so many teams out there working on machine learning. How do you think they should go about really sourcing that team and building that team? Because you guys do also optimization in other areas of machine learning and of AI. So can you talk about that as well? Yeah, so the way I look at it is when a company thinks that AI is a solution for them, like not every enterprise wakes up looking to buy an ML platform or, you know, thinking about AI. So they're basically thinking about their use cases and the problems at hand, and they want solutions to their problems at hand. So, you know, if AI is a solution to the problem, and, you know, if you have the right thought leadership and the general executive buy-in for the best ways to think, like start small, start with the use case, look at, you know, what's available in the open source, what's available in the public clouds, what's available, you know, as part of the offerings from the vendors out there, etc. And then try to start building very small proof of concept to, to get things started, right? And, you know, when you start getting some alignment in terms of, you know, here's my problem and use case, and then this solution is actually going to help me. I think that's when you start bringing in these enterprise AI engines, which will help you, you know, take that prudent scale and take it to production, sort of, you know, help enterprises realize the true value uh, because, you know, the models can only provide value once they're in production and integrated with the downstream applications. So I would encourage, like, starting small, starting with a very good focus on use case, not horizontal, go specifically with a particular use case, and then start thinking about production and, you know, the other challenges that come with AI. This is really my favorite part of every podcast. And so to help our listeners understand, what does the future hold for machine learning, in your opinion? And what does the future hold for Perdere? Well, two different questions, but yeah, hopefully we're all aligned in the same direction. So I've been a researcher half of my life and then a practitioner of AI the other half. So I have two different takes here. The researcher in me, I'm excited about the algorithmic advancement. So we've seen the level of step up that we've seen in AI with you know deep learning and new sort of algorithms that have come in over the last you know decade, decade and a half. Obviously, these algorithms have been around in the research and at universities for quite some time. But, you know, innovation and compute as well as, you know, storage, etc. sort of catapulted them into being what they are today. I still believe there's a lot more algorithmic innovation that needs to happen in order to truly move towards a sort of AI-first world. And so I'm excited about the algorithmic advancements. At least the researcher in me is excited about that as well as the compute advancements, right? So we went from, you know, as a grad student when I was building these algorithms, the most powerful computer that I had access to was sitting under my desk. But today you sort of go from these CPUs, GPUs to distributed computing and we're talking about quantum computing, et cetera, which I think there's huge advancements in compute, which will enable us to sort of be aggressive in terms of the algorithmic advancements, right? So I'm excited about those. In terms of the practitioner in me, as we are actually close to these enterprises building algorithms for, you know, several enterprises like the largest retailer in the world, largest card processing company in the world, etc. You know, what I worry about day in, day out is the data privacy and you know, how do we manage these algorithms and the models in production? Because managing is not just keeping the model up and running, but, you know, we're trying to manage these models within the right governance and regulation frameworks and the ethics and responsible AI component, right? So I think those are the things which yet as an industry need to figure it out and we are 
definitely as Predera, that's our future as well. So we are aligned in the managing AI model space. You know, how do you update, track, monitor, as well as make sure that this is within the governance and regulatory frameworks. Outstanding. Well, on behalf of Vamshi Ambati, PhD founder and CEO of Predera, my name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Thank you.